Good morning, everybody. Today is June 20th, and this is, oh, 21st, I'm sorry. And this is Phenomenally Purposeful You. This is your girl, Empress, here, and I just wanted to say good morning. I was thinking about the topic, Healing by Faith, um, and the only reason why is because my best friend brought it up to my attention. Thanks, best friend. Um, and how... I was very distracted that episode, and I will admit I very much was. I was driving just like I am now, but I think I had a lot on my mind. And so I kind of want to retouch on that topic. I know I did a part two in that episode. I can't, and this is what I told her. I said, honestly, sometimes when I post, I don't go back and listen to my episodes. I just post. So if you, were just, if you weren't following along or were having difficulty, I do apologize. Um, because of that, again, I was kind of all over the place. I think it was a Friday I did that episode. I can't remember. But anyway, so I kind of want to touch back on healing with faith. And um, this weekend, I went to a Juneteenth event. Now, if you're not in America and you don't know what Juneteenth is, it's a federal holiday that just basically got passed. And... Um, Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you. I want you to look it up what it is. Um, My dad used to say the best way for you to learn something is for you. If you don't know it, look it up yourself and educate yourself. So if you guys don't know what Juneteenth is, definitely um, go look it up and um, educate yourself on a little bit of American history. So anyways, um, uh, healing with faith. So, um, geez, let's, let's see. What does healing with faith look like? Are these cars going straight? Sorry. Again, I'm driving, so if I start talking about cars, it's because I'm on the road. Um, So, healing with faith. And let's start off with healing. I know I talked about how healing is a journey that is ugly and nasty journey. It does not look pretty at all, and it's, it's just something that... It, it's it's a it's a journey that you're gonna go through and experience, and you're gonna be like, I gotta visit some nasty stuff. And so, since myself, I do believe that it's great to go get counseling. I do believe that not every counselor should counsel. Let me let me let me put that out there. Not every counselor should counsel. If that makes sense, like. So counseling, if you're in the field of counseling, you're not in the field for money. It's not something that you would do for, like, you're going to get, like, a six-figure job from it. Um, Unless you're going to be, like, a doctor, psychiatrist, you can make a lot of money. But anyway, but if you're actually in the field of being a therapist, um, not every, and, and, and for those who do go to counseling or have considered counseling or just never considered counseling in your life and maybe you're thinking about going not every counselor that you go to, you will connect with, you will feel empathy with, you will get something from them. My experience is I went to counseling in my undergrad years, and I was 18, 19, up until I graduated. And the counselor I had originally, she was great. She was phenomenal. I connected with her. I was able to listen to her. And I felt, and one of the things I know with counseling is you need to be able to listen 
You have to be able to listen and not open your mouth so quickly, not be quick to respond. And I notice even with my friends, when I talk to them, I do the same thing. I got into this habit, and I'm glad that the Lord is transitioning me that way. So because the field I'm going in, I'm going to have to listen more. You know what I mean? Sometimes people want you to just listen and not respond. And I had to learn that with my friends. I had to learn that with my loved ones in my life. But anyway, so um, what I mean is not every counselor is meant to counsel. Specifically you. They may not be your designated designed counselor. But what I will advise is that if you do go see counseling or you do think about going to counseling, whether it's you or your spouse or your kids, be open-minded. Um, remember that this is a field of science. This is a field of um, of um, research. And so one of the things I like about the counseling profession is the fact that it is a field that, it, as a student that's studying it, right, we talk about being diverse. We talk about being inclusive. So we talk about being multicultural. So for myself, something that may have happened in my culture may not be, as a, as a certain tactic, may not work for someone else's culture. And so as a counselor, we should be able to adapt and be able to serve all inclusively, right? So going back to healing, talking about counseling, I could talk about it all day, but let's, let's focus on the real topic of healing. So, healing with faith. So, a lot of us have, all of us have experienced some type of trauma, whether it's physical, emotional, sexual, um, emotional, psychological, or even spiritual trauma. We've all experienced it. And one of the things that I have been struggling in my personal life is healing. There's things that I still have attached to me that you would think, you know, a lot of older people would like to say, oh, it happened so many years ago. You know, you can't move forward if you keep looking back. It's not necessarily a looking back type of thing. It's the fact that these are things that I'm triggered by, but I haven't found coping mechanisms, positive coping mechanisms to deal with. So I was talking to my mom the other day, and I don't shame anyone who smokes or who drinks or who does substances. It makes me sad that that's your outlook or that's your go-to when you're dealing with stress. And I can relate because I've done it. I used to smoke when I was in college. I was very stressed. I was working in school at a high level, and it just stressed me out so much that I was literally like, I need to smoke. That was my answer. I needed to smoke. And a friend of mine smoked, and she introduced me to it, and she said, just have, you know, you don't have to do it every day. We can do it on Friday. That is the week. Just to be free from the week. At the time, you guys, I was going through so much stress at that time of my life. I said, hey, let's do it. And then it got to a psychological addiction where I was like, I need this to relax because nothing else was working. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't old enough to drink at the time. 
but I was just like, and I didn't grow up around alcohol, so it wasn't like something where I was like, oh, I'm craving, you know what I mean? But I wanted to smoke every Friday. I wanted to smoke because I was so stressed. I'm like, I'm stressed out. I need to smoke. That was my answer. I, I, I'm stressed out about a test. I wanted to smoke. Like, it's the smallest stress. My answer was to smoke. And after a while, when I started to, they say you can't get sucked. You can't get addicted. I don't believe it. Um, you get addicted to the feeling. You, it may not be the substance itself, but it, it, but you get addicted to what it does for you. For me, when I smoked, I was, I didn't think I was, everything that I was stressed about did not exist to me. It didn't. It did not exist. It was something that literally I just didn't bother. It didn't matter. It didn't, I didn't care about it. It was oblivious to me. I was oblivious to whatever was stressing me out because I didn't think about it. It's literally like the idea went poof and never existed. And guys, that was a great feeling. That was a great feeling to whatever was stressing me out to disappear like it was nothing. The best feeling ever because I didn't worry about it. I wasn't stressed anymore. I could focus, you know. And so it got to a point, like I said, where I wanted to smoke every day or every weekend because I was, I just liked the feeling of not being stressed. And guys, good thing, I, I mean, I, I smoked, but I didn't smoke like heavy. And I wasn't smoking long enough to where it was hard for me to stop. So for those of you that are fighting addiction, you can fight it. I know it's hard. You have to you have to put yourself in a community that can help you and go out and get the help you need. So I encourage you guys to do that if you rely on something to help you get through your issues. Um, anyway, healing. So this part of my life, right? I told you guys my birthday passed in April. I turned 28 years old. And there's there's this thing where I'm in this area of my life that I've been having struggles. So I talked to my best friend one day, and we talk all the time, and I told her, you know, I'm in this healing journey. That's why I never, like, wanted to seek out. That's why I kind of, like, stayed focused on me. And I thought I had healed, right? I thought if I, you know, did the right things and I you know, kept my mind busy. That's pretty much what it was. Not realizing that I really wasn't healing. I was just putting it in the back part of my brain. I kept telling myself, oh, this situation doesn't bother me anymore. So because it doesn't bother me anymore, I'm healed from it, right? And then the situation came to my forefront of my mind. And guys, when I tell you I bawled, and I cried, and I pleaded with God, and I said, God, I don't want to feel this anymore. And it it took a minute. It took a minute because I had put that situation in the fourth, in the back one of my brain that I didn't even know it still bothered me. Like, I did not know. I really thought I had moved forward. And then it resurfaced, like, a couple, like, not even a couple months ago, but it resurfaced. Uh, about four months ago, but truly, I believe that God healed me from it because when this when it resurfaced this time, it didn't bother me. I didn't have any of the same negative emotions that I had associated with it. It, it was more of like you know, I moved forward, 
it's okay. Let me explain it this way. Like, let's say you have your friends with someone, and you guys have a bad falling out, like a really, really bad falling out. And that person was like your best friend, and you guys don't speak for years, and it bothers you. It's something that bothers you because you care about this individual, you cared about the friendship, and everybody has seasons in your life. There's seasonal people, there's lifetime people, and that's something that we ask God to discern give us discernment for to recognize those people. At this at that time in my life I thought this person was a lifetime person. And so when we fell out and we didn't talk for years, I definitely was like every once in a while this person would pop up in my dream. This friendship would pop up in, you know, conversation, in my memory, everything. And I would just be like, Oh, I'm over it. Oh, I'm over it. Until finally one day I saw something on social media with that friend and I literally like lost it. Just lost it. I cried and when I cried, I remember that I said to the Lord that if I never got an apology from this individual ever again, that I'm going to be okay. That I will be okay. That I'm not going to hold, stop my life for this friendship. I'm not going to allow it to take over me how I had it take over me for so many years so right then and there it was my faith right there that said you know what god if i never get an apology i'm still going to move forward i'm still going to make more friends i'm still going to be me because not only was i wronged in this situation but i was able to look at the wrongs that i've done in the situation and i had apologized previous before we stopped speaking right so I knew I had a clear conscience, but I was holding on to the idea that I needed an apology, that I was wrong. And guys, ultimately, that was hurting me. I wasn't healed from that because I wanted this apology so bad, and I wanted to be right so bad. And, I, and that's prideful, very, very prideful. And I had to ask God to forgive me of the pride that I had. So let me ask this. How many of you are in a similar situation? Maybe it's not a friend. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your your um, friend, your coworker, your boss, your sibling, your kids, whoever it is. How many of you have been hurt by somebody and you hold on to that hurt because that person wronged you? And you're like, well, I'm not forgive I'm not moving forward because they owe me an apology. What if that person never apologizes? Why would you make yourself miserable? I didn't realize you guys that I was holding on to that. I didn't realize that. It wasn't until I had that moment with God and I said, God, I'm not going to let this empower me anymore. I'm not going to let this take over me. I'm not going to allow this to ruin my life. I'm holding on to something that may never happen. I don't mean I didn't have hope, but it was, like I said, it was at a point where I was just like, God, you know, I should be having an apology. I should be getting this apology. I was wrong. But in reality, that person could have never apologized and died on this earth, and I would still be miserable waiting for them to give me an apology. So how many of us are actually doing that? How many of us are holding on to situations 
that are harmful to us, that are negative to us, because we think the person owes us an apology. And maybe they do, but you can't make somebody right their wrongs with you. You can't. You can't make an individual say to you, hey, Bob, hey, Nara, hey, Chris, hey, Sam, hey, Brad, hey, John, hey, Empress, I'm sorry. I am sincerely sorry for what I've done to you. You can't make somebody say that. And if you hold on to that, thinking that they are going to tell you, and you never know, God will surprise you. I talked about it on another um, podcast, talking about full circle. This person came to me, called me up out of the blue, was going through something, and I guess God put them on my heart and said, call me, call Empress. So they called me. I didn't have I didn't have their number saved in my phone at the time because I like I said I thought I healed, and so I erased everything, in my I erased any association with them, except their um, their mother. I still am really close to their mom, and so my friend, well ex friend, or seasonal friend, whatever you want to call him, he calls, and he sends me. He, he we're on the phone and we're talking and he needed a, he had just one question can I pray with him didn't speak to me for about mm, three years and I had no idea he was going to call and you know I talked to his mom we don't talk about him so I was like I don't I, I it was something that was unexpected but God knew that it was going to happen at the time it was going to happen. See, the issue was when we allow, when we when we are wronged and we want someone or we think someone owes us an apology, we want it in the timing that we want it. you got to allow God to work on that person's heart and work on you. Because like I said, me, I was holding on to it for so long, for the last three years. We stopped speaking for three years. But what we went through was something that had hurt me for years, like, since I've known him, right? And I'm just like, okay, seriously, I need to get it together. I really need to, like, not focus on that. And so he called, and he we talked for a little bit. We caught up a little bit. And then he said, I want to sincerely apologize to you and all the things that I've caused you, pain I've caused you, because it wasn't right. I was in a painful situation, and I shouldn't have dragged you through it, et cetera, et cetera. And you guys, while the first word, I am sorry, like I am sincerely apologetic, when those words came out of my mouth and I can hear the sincerity in his voice, I literally had tears coming down my face, and he, he never knew because I was just silent. Now, mind you, I prayed to God and I said, I don't care if I ever get an apology. I want to be able to move forward. And that was the case. Prior to this apology, I had already forgiven him. I had already forgiven the situation. And I was able to say, God, I want to heal with faith. 
I want to heal by faith. I want to heal with you. I don't want to heal by expecting this apology that I may never get, which is why I was able to say if I never get one, it was okay. Because that wasn't my battle to deal with. And I ended up getting the apology I, I wanted, not knowing I, I was going to get it. And I got it in exactly the time that God allowed it to happen. And I believe if I was bitter and just kept holding on to it, and he would have apologized, I would have just found another reason for me not to forgive him or me not to accept the apology or me not be able to move on from the situation. I would have held on to something else, you know. But because I allowed God to remove that bitterness and that hurt out of my heart, and I was able to move forward, I got an unexpected phone call. And so now going back to healing, there's things I'm still healing from now, and it's the same situation. Things that I've healed, I'm I'm healing from or I'm working on healing from that I don't know if I'll ever get an apology for. Things that have happened or have said been said to me since I was a child. Things that still to this day hurt me. And healing happens with you. Healing happens with you. You have to under you have to recognize where you're hurt at and ask God, God, how do I how do I heal from this situation when this a person that consistently triggers me? How do I respectfully? Because sometimes the people that hurt us don't even know they're hurting us. They may not realize that their mouth is a weapon. They may not realize that what they're saying to you is harmful. What they're speaking over your life is harmful. They may not understand that they their words are sharp like knives. Our tongues are sharp as knives. They may not they may not realize that. They think they're they think that you know that's their way of loving you. They're giving you tough love, and and you might be like, I don't need that, or that's not love to me. That might be a version of love to you, but that's not love to me. That's why we. That's why they always say relationship experts always say, learn your partner's love language. Because how you receive love may not be the same way they do. You also got to realize how people were raised. People don't, like for me, I tell my friends and loved ones I love them. It's vocal. It's something that I was raised doing. Whereas the people in my life may not be raised that way. Like some people in my life I know love me. They may not say it back to me every time I tell them I love them. But I know they love me. Right? Because there's other ways to say I love you versus just, well, there's other ways to say I love you besides saying it out your mouth. So there's things that I'm working on healing now that I don't want to carry into the next chapter of my life. And I asked God, I said, God, Help me to help me to heal from this. This is a person that's in my life who I hold dear to my heart, and I'm and even with people in my life who are going through issues with their loved ones or their relationships, 
they've learned that sometimes you have to, if those, if you talk to the people and you tell them, hey, you hurt me, and they don't see any wrongdoing, they don't apologize, there's no change behavior, you have to distance yourself for your mental health. You have to distance yourself for your physical health, your whatever health it is. But when you do remove yourself, understand that you still have to heal regardless if they're in your life or not. You still have to heal. You still have to do the work to heal for you, not for them. Like I said, healing, just like forgiveness, is for you. It's for your relationships to be better. If you hold on to something that somebody else did to you, it will ruin your relationships. You can't trust nobody because this person hurt you and this person hurt you. And what if God brings you someone in your life, whether it's a, it's a, it could be a spouse, it could be your friend, it could be a coworker, someone who truly loves you, has no wrong intention with you, and you think because this person that's, that's close to you, this person who hurt you, everybody's going to hurt you. I had an ex like that who believed that I was going to hurt him and I wasn't. I had no, no bad intentions just, just to love him. But I went through a lot ups and downs because of what he truly believed. So now... We're at this point in life where, for me, I'm good to, I'm, I have to do the work. I have to acknowledge where I'm hurting, and that's and I think that's the first the first step is acknowledging that you're hurt. See, a lot of us don't acknowledge it. We 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 see it; it's obvious, but we don't call it out and say I'm actually hurt. We just be like, all right, cool. It's it's this is the norm. This person hurts me. This is normal for our relationship. No, 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 no. Acknowledge the hurt. And then if you feel like you can't speak to the person, like my sister would say, we don't, we don't heal over the pain. We heal through the pain. And she's absolutely right. Because we're, we're at this point where you have to heal for you. Healing is for you. You guys, healing is for you. I keep saying that because it's so important for you guys to understand. Healing is for you. It's for your future relationships. Let's say, for instance, you have a problem with your mom, your dad, a parental figure in your life. You... How do you expect for your relationship with your kids to be better if you're still holding on to the pain that your parental figure has done to you? You may not realize, you may be you may be having difficulty right now with your kids and don't even understand why until you listen to this podcast and you're like, you know what? I did exactly what my parent didn't do, and I'm still having problems with my child. Why? 
Why is my relationship with my child this way? Why is it difficult? Why are we struggling? Why am I, you know, going through this with them? And lo and behold, it could be the exact same thing. That... Hold on, guys. Why is this truck speeding like that? Sorry. Um... It could be the same thing. You are not healed from what you thought you healed from. So recognize the pain where it is. Don't draw all of your pain out at one time. You will feel overwhelmed. That's one thing. Tackle one pain at a time. If it's relationship pain, tackle it. If it's, you know, your kids, tackle it. If it's your parents, tackle it. If it's your self-esteem, tackle it. But tackle it one at a time. Deal with it one at a time. You you will overwhelm yourself and stress yourself out. And whatever you do that's unhealthy to deal with stress, you're going to do it. I think it's important to, to really get the help that you need. I know for me, I've, I've been saying this for the last week or so. I've, I told my friends, I said, you guys, I found a therapist. I haven't been to therapy in a couple of years. The last time I went to therapy, um, I my grandparents had passed, and I've experienced some things, and it was just a really a lot going on. And my therapist, she wanted me to actually go see a psychiatrist. Um, <clears throat> she said to me that she believes I have situational depression, that basically I get depressed based on the situations that are going on in my life, and I couldn't see it, and I I'm, I was stubborn. Um, I have not gone to a psychiatrist, but um, there are some things that I do want to tackle with this new therapist that I do believe is going to help for my future. And that's something that I'm saying now to you guys, which is why this topic of healing is so important and why I'm talking about it. Because a lot of times when I talk about a subject, it's either because I'm going through it or I've been or I'm I'm going through it in the process or I've already been through it. And I want to help others that are possibly going through the same thing. So this, you know, I have a, like I said, I'm going to see a therapist. I'm super excited to see a therapist. I have my first appointment this week. I'm super excited, and I'll update you guys on that. But like I said, I believe that you should address whatever things that you're holding on to, whatever pain. And there might be some things that have happened to you from a person who already has gone, they're dead and gone, and you will never get that apology. Nobody in the family possibly knew what happened, what they did to you, or what's going on, what happened. But you still have to heal for you because you're holding on to that pain. And when we hold on to pain, we can't really be the best versions of ourselves, in my opinion. This is my opinion. I'm not a... I'm not doctor I'm just stating fact I'm just stating opinion from what I've seen people experience and how I see people in a daily life and if you look at the people around you those who are miserable a lot of time are holding on to pain they treat people like doo-doo because of the people that have caused them pain. It's basically like, well, 
if you cause me pain, if pe- if this person caused me pain, why should I call? It, why should I be nice to other people? And that's not how God wants us to be. God wants us to love others no matter what what they've done to us. So definitely, if you have if you listen to this podcast all the way through, I appreciate it. Um, again, I really think that with healing with pain, healing with faith. Allow God to come into your life. That's the faith piece. I worked on, I sent up, I talked a lot about the healing piece, but I didn't talk about with faith or by faith and what that looks like. When you're healing by, when you're healing with faith or you're dealing, or you're healing by faith, that means continuously being rooted with God, having that relationship with God. Understanding that <clears throat> it's not easy. That understanding who God is first and foremost. Understanding that you can't heal by yourself, which is why it's good to go to therapy. It's good to count on God. It's good to have a community. Those are reasons why I talk about that stuff because it's helpful. It's good to have, you know, those people in your life who won't judge you. Just like in the episode I talked about um, accountability. And I talked about having a a circle of friends or a circle of people who you can talk to that know you and still love you, right? And so I think that's that's important to have that, that sanctuary piece that you need, to be surrounded by the people that you love and the people that love you so you can you know, be okay, if that makes sense. So with the faith piece, if you don't have a relationship with God, you've never had one, you don't know how to have one, start there. Go to your church if you don't have a church that you go to. Try to start by yourself. Go download this a Bible app called YouVersion. I think there's many different um, language versions of it, but the app is called YouVersion. And start working on devotionals. Start doing something little like that where you, and if you're new, I think they have it, like if you're new to faith, they have devotions for that. Go look into that and see, okay, who is this God person that she keeps talking about? Who is this God person she keeps praying about? Who is this, or praying to, who is this God person? Who is this God spirit? Who is Jesus? Who are these people that she keeps saying stuff about? Or what is faith? What is hope? What is this? If you don't, if you're not exposed to that type of stuff, if you weren't exposed to who God is and how amazing God is, and you haven't experienced or you never I think we've all experienced God in a different way through different experiences, but sometimes it takes for certain things for us to recognize that that is God. And if you haven't had your eyes open where you're just like, okay, that's God. Or this is God. Or I, I see God, right? then you won't recognize his goodness anywhere. 
one of the things that my work mom and I were talking about was looking back on our lives and realizing where God brought us from. Think about every area you've been in life, and some of us might be going through the same battle, the same war, the same frustration, because we haven't learned what God is trying to show us. We haven't seen where God took us from. So if you feel stuck in a certain area of your life, ask God, what are you trying to teach me in this season? Am I needing healing? Am I needing forgiveness? Am I needing to love someone? Ask God those questions, and he will answer you. But you have to be open to what the answer will look like because the answer may not be what you think it is. The answer may not come in the way that you think it will come. See, God has no limit. We do. You might be, you know, listening to this podcast and then all of a sudden your friend brings up something that has to deal with healing. And you're like, hmm, I just heard this podcast today. Like, how did, how did you know, that's work, that's God working that through. So like I said, you ask God to meet you where you're at in your healing season. Ask God and say, you know, God, I'm, I'm, I recognize these areas I need healing from. Show me which area to work in first. Help me through it. Walk me through this healing process because I know I'm gonna have to tackle some things that are that hurt me. I'm, I may have to speak to those individuals if they're still living or not. I still have to forgive those people that hurt me. I still have to. I still have to go back to what hurt me, why it hurt me, and how has it impacted my life now? How do I walk with people in my life? Do I constantly question people who you've placed in my life? Do I constantly, you know, what am, what am I going through? What is it that you're trying to teach me? And go from there. That's all you can do is go from there. Well, you guys, I am pulling up to work. I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. This is Phenomenally Purposeful You. I'm going to do a quick prayer before I get out the car. And I hope you guys have a blessed day. So let's let's go ahead and pray. Hold on. Give me a second because I'm parking. All right. Let's bow our head. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this season of healing. Lord, I thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives constantly, every day. The constant transformation that you're doing in our hearts. The constant transformation you're doing in our lives through the people that you've placed in our lives. Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every person that is listening to my voice. That, Lord, that they start their healing journey. And if they're in the middle of the healing journey, Lord, I pray that they persevere through it. That you be with them and you guide them. Help us all heal from things that we are still holding on to. And understand, Lord, that there are some things that have happened to us and we may never get an apology for. And unfortunately, that's sad and, and, and hurtful. But, excuse me, Lord, we deserve to move on and be happy with our lives. We deserve to be used by you, Lord. 
short what we don't, but we, we are honored to be used by you. And Lord, we know that we can't be the best instrument for you and representation of you if we're holding on to that past that the enemy wants us to devour in, that he wants us to keep harping on in. And Lord, that's not healthy for us or for any of us. So Lord, I pray that we start this, this healing journey and that we start it with you from this day forward. No matter, we won't try it again by ourselves. And Lord, and if we do feel like we got it all by ourselves, remind us, Lord, that you are the one who we heal from. You help us heal. You help us go through every situation. Allow anybody who is prideful, Lord, remove their pride from their life. Remove their pride from their speech. Remove their pride from their thought process. Allow them, Lord, to look at their life and say, this is where I've been hurting. This is why this didn't work out. And this could be why. How am I contributing to my own pain by holding on to my pain from my past or from my current situations? And, Lord, I ask that you continue to cover us and keep us and meet us right where we're at. Allow us to be have our ears open to hear you clearly. And, Lord, I pray for everyone here in our families, our friends, our loved ones. Continue to keep us safe as we go about our day and our night. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, I'm out. I hope you have a blessed Tuesday. And talk to you soon. Bye. Love you guys.